When we frame our life, our careers, and our businesses as a journey, suddenly it changes our perspective on the obstacles we've overcome, those who have helped us along the way, and the opportunities that lie ahead. For interior designer David Santiago, life is a never-ending story, and he likes it that way. In this episode, Gail and Aaron chat with David to hear his fascinating business journey, his bold philosophy for design, and his efforts to further diversity in the design industry. Will we see you at High Point Market? We have some great events that we can't wait to see you at. On October 14th, you can attend The Pros Know and They're Telling You, results from the 2023 Interior Design Business Survey to power your best business life. Afterwards, catch three top ways to build your business, the lowdown on fees, team structure, and what you want from vendors. Then on the 15th, come see You Deserve to Make Great Money Doing What You Love. And then tell the truth, what real designers do to win at business. You can learn about all of these events at thepearlcollective.com slash events or on the High Point Market website. So David, thank you so much for being with us today. You are a man of many, many hats and passions and talents. Uh, Just to name a few, interior designer, product designer, trade show ambassador, spokesperson, TV personality, nonprofit leader, diversity advocate, and a professional opera singer. I am. So I'd love to hear a little bit about each of these these roles that you play, these hats that you wear. (laughs) They're a lot, Um, but you know, I'm gonna start with where I'm at in my life with, you know, all the hats that I wear. And more recently, I've been evaluating all the things that I do and how I used to burn the candles at both ends, trying to get it all done. Mm-hmm. And I just started reassessing and reimagining my life about having a little bit more balance, more blessings, more joy, a little bit more laughter, things mm-hmm. that really make me smile, giving back. You know, all of those things are viable assets today of, that sustain me of why I do all the things that I do. And I also think it's part of my personality. I've always had an insatiable appetite for instant gratification, absorbing and change and moving on. Um, Even my work ethic, my journey, I never worked at a job longer than two to three years. And I think that's where it comes from. It's having an appetite for all of these things. I'm a creative soul. You know, I come to design from, I want to say, from fashion and the world of window treatments and window treatments led me to home home furnishings. Home furnishings brought me to High Point. So that was my first journey to High Point. Fell in love with the buying process and being part of the buying process and being a design consultant educated me as a designer. And literally it's been evolution. So the way I evolved I think also helped me cultivate this multi platform diversity of all these things that I do. And it all happened at the same time. Design happened the same as theater. I was growing, I was working because I had to work to sustain myself during school and I studied at night. So I was studying to be an actor. Actor ended up turning to studying music. Music led me to getting a scholarship. Okay. Um, All being mentored. I I did a musical and the director said, go study voice, go study music. That led me to go study music. The voice teacher that I was working with said, you know, you've got something, kid. You should think about our program. 
And I said, you help me, I'll do it. She prepared me, I auditioned, I got a scholarship. And it's this whole mentorship, my journey, that really allowed me to evolve into who I am. So I always worked while I went to school. And then I ended up working for an opera company, New York City Opera, as an actor before okay. I was a singer. While I was studying school, I mean studying music and going to school. So here I am doing three things early in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's been the that's been the story, the short story, to your point. And now today, I let me rewind. When I decided to start my own business is when I started thinking about getting involved with my design community, okay. participating in my journey, joining the Interior Design Society, the IFDA. I wanted a connection with my design community, and I fell in love with that. And again, it just it was all these stepping stones of. Wow, like-minded people, mm -hmm. we all celebrate each other. And it wasn't about joining an organization for work, for business. It was community, a brotherhood, as I like to say, brotherhood and sisterhood. And that's truly how I get you know, evolved. Design has been a wonderful blessing because our community is also a giving community. It uh, introduced me to organizations like the Bailey House, which provides housing for AIDS and HIV patients, um, Housing Works, DIFA, Design Industry for Fighting AIDS, um, Hope Lodge, which provided housing for uh, cancer patients, and all of these philanthropic opportunities came through design. And I fell in love with giving back. Being on George to the Rescue, a TV show, Emmy award-winning show that rescues families in need, mm -hmm. giving back. So that's how I end up doing it. And I smile when I'm saying it because it truly brings me joy. And our design community has given me that. Music has given me that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I do it. I find time for the things that I love. And now and I'm at a point in my career um, also being involved with High Point Market Authority and going to Dallas and Vegas and being part of these organizations have also allowed me to be an ambassador because they have fed my soul, they have fed my intellect, I've educated myself and I've collaborated with our industry. So that's, that's how I made time for all of this. High Point was one of the first stomping grounds of my journey as a buyer and at the end of the day we're selling. We're selling beautiful things. We're selling concepts. We're selling our talent, our education. We're always selling something. So that's where it comes from. But I think it seems like a lot of times when people are, are wearing that many hats, yes. their tank feels very empty. But it sounds like all the hats that you've chosen to wear all fill up your tank. Correct. And so that's how you stay motivated to keep yeah. doing all of it. And it wasn't always that because it was a learning curve. I'm, I'm a yeser. I'm a pleaser. Yeah. I realized that I'm a gardener. I like this metaphor, gardener in a rose. Mm -hmm. I'm sometimes <laughs> a thorny rose, but I'm really a gardener. So I know that that personality comes, my, my giving comes mm -hmm. from that. But every once in a while, I need to slow down, assess, especially when I'm pursuing my music career, which requires mind, body, and soul to be available. Mm -hmm. So I have to pull back and suddenly be that rose. And that's another hard road to navigate because our brains, as we get older, work a little differently, retain mm -hmm. things differently. And I have to make time for that. Sit at the dining table and look at a role and write it down and learn at the music. It requires a whole different type of discipline and space in your brain. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sometimes it's hard. 
Which one really makes you the happiest of all the things that you've been that you've talked about? I want to say music. Mm. You know, I always go back to music because it feels like it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I joined, I, I got involved with theater and music because I wanted to escape mm-hmm. and go on a journey through someone's uh, composition and lyrics and story. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of dressing up and telling a story and, and just the fairy tale element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just when I listen to music, as we all do, we can immediately be transposed, whether it's Janis Joplin, the Rolling Stones, Aretha Franklin, we all smile and we have that sense of memory. That's what music mm-hmm. does to me on an amplified version. I'm getting goosebumps just to, mm-hmm. look, telling you, <laughs> I am literally getting yeah. goosebumps. So it's that passion, that mm-hmm. feeling that I feel, the sensation that that I, I want to feed. If I could sustain myself in a wonderful career like I have it through design, which has allowed me to pursue music, I probably would do it full time. But, you know, I, I make time for theater. Mm-hmm. I'm part of a company now in New York called Teatro Gatticello where I'm in development and outreach and I get to perform. So I'm finding more time, finding a little bit more income in that part of the world, in part of my life, mm-hmm. that passion. But I would be lying to you that I'm not fulfilled in design and mm-hmm. and that and even mentoring now, mm-hmm. giving back. It's very fulfilling and rewarding in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still here, 20 plus years. You know, and we're sitting sure. down talking about our joys and our how do we do it? Mm-hmm. And it's that I'm ha- I'm happy doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy sitting with you today at High Point talking about our journeys. Sure. Yeah. So on design, how involved are you in that now? Is that full time or? Oh, it's full time. It pays the bills. <laughs> it pays the bills. It has to. It's Great. my meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, I crossed over a little bit now into a little bit current commercial design, mm-hmm. designing TV studios mm-hmm. dur- during COVID. It happened. Sure. And my relationship with the Donna Drake show, I was uh, recommended as a consultant and it just evolved. And it's a wonderful journey as a journey as a designer coming from residential and a little of hospitality through my product design to go into commercial. Because I'm happy being a residential designer, but I, I will tell you, it, it's kind of fun not having to go shop for that hardware or that towel bar to finish that bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not saying I'm done with that, but boy, I'm not missing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know? Well, maybe you'll find there are so many places in New yeah. York that you can design. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots see, of it things. seems like almost every designer that we talk to has a dream of doing a boutique hotel. Yes, it, it really does. Um, I don't think it's all cracked up of what it is, you know, right. it's made out to be because at the end of the day, I think unless you're the owner or the hotelier, you really just have to go under the guidance and, and the prerequisite of what they really want to do, mm-hmm. you know, or all the moving parts. Very rarely do we get, David, have it your way, whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, that would be a wonderful that thing to do. Wonderful. I think that's really our ultimate dream, but I do like the idea of doing a community a communal space where uh, multiple people visit that and get to enjoy great design that is a that I that I'm sign me up for that because then we get to celebrate what we do and people get to experience that so it seems like your style is probably more maximalist I would say my lifestyle the maximalist <laughs> okay and I'm of that. Um, I t- truly have a maximalist uh, aesthetic uh, in, in my, my own home which is really a little over the top 
It's well curated. I truly believe that if you're going to do that, everything should have an element of breathing, its own space, like I work with design, things like that. Anytime I, I go over the top, you know, kind of like Coco Chanel, take something out, mm -hmm. you know, sure, go big and go home. Let's make some noise. Let's bring a lot of color, but bring a little balance to it so that if an untrained eye can see that space, they can at least appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It may not be what they want, but they get it. And I really pride myself in that, that conversation. I want someone to understand the design element of all of that, defining who, what, where, and when, you know? Do you find that the clients that you work with are really attracted to you by your use of color and your whimsy? Yes. I think if my clients um, come to me, they're already getting ready to go on the journey. They're ready to embrace, as I like to say, the sanctification process. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let's go on a journey. My job is to help you define your space, the task at hand. Mm -hmm. With my experience, it's ultimately you, but we're going to have some fun doing it. And there will be a time where you may be uncomfortable with saying yes to the color on the ceiling, but you're going to say yes. And no one says no to me on wallpaper either. I've had people go, no wallpaper. I'm going, bull. We're doing wallpaper. <laughs> and I get my way. I love so it. it's it's that. It's the trust factor. Right. You know, it's it's... It's the experience, the work they've seen. They're ready for that leap of faith. They can't do it themselves or they've seen my work or someone has recommended me to them. Well, talk a little bit about your relationship with students too, because you're doing a lot of things to help them and mentor sure. them. So talk to me about that passion. So I love kids and boy, am I loving kids even more. And uh, recently I've had the opportunity of doing a mentor session at the High School of Fashion to talk about uh, my journey as a designer, where I got started. Mm -hmm. And I had a classroom full of kids and boy, they were listening. The only prerequisite I said, I said, good morning. And they're like, good morning. I'm like, that's the best you got. I need more. Yeah. So I got them engaged right away. I told them to put their cell phones down, close their laptops. We're going to have a conversation. And they're listening. Um, and I love the fact that they, they're interested and they see, for example, you know, at the High School of Fashion, they see a young, successful Latin designer that they identify with. Mm -hmm. Working with kids with the organization My Face, which is the facial cranial community, and working with those kids that have endured so much mm -hmm. from newborn babies with cleft lips and, and you know, and, and all these journeys, I've had the privilege of working with them through music and doing talent shows. Mm -hmm. um, music has helped me mentor them. Uh, working at the Alfred E. Smith High School, uh, it's graphic arts and automotive where I got introduced to them working through the Kaleidoscope project and talking about interior design. So they've been open to this and it's, for me, I found myself in an unfamiliar place of joy, not realizing, boy, I really enjoy teaching, I really enjoy mentoring and connecting with them because I'm a big giant kid at heart, mm. but I, and I get to their level and I treat them like a like-minded friend, like we're talking to each other right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we truly have to think about our future in all aspects and kids are our future and they're sponges. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really just lean in and make them listen, they're receptive, you know, they, they reciprocate that connection. I know that I was mentored my whole life and it's come full circle, pay it forward, sing it forward, design it forward, mm -hmm. you know, uh, through church, 
school, my friends, all of that. Mm -hmm. I've had that privilege. So anytime I have that opportunity to give back, boy, it's feeding my soul now more at this stage in my life that I'm in my mid-twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really feeding my soul and I'm having this come to Jesus moment of going, I'm a really lucky guy. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still being mentored. We're mentored by consulting agencies like yourself and it feeds our soul. Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't learned enough yet. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a wonderful place to be able to give back. And do you find in your work with students that they understand all that our industry has to offer as far as uh, a career path? I think they're discovering that. Mm -hmm. I think they're discovering that, you know, the way they're doing it, for the lack of a better word, the new school, yet has a lot to learn, mm -hmm. a lot of sweat equity, you know. We're veterans in their industry, but we're, we're here this long because we've done something right. Mm -hmm. We've sustained ourselves. We're sustainable. Mm -hmm. Talking about sustainability in a completely different way. And we have to learn from each other. They need to slow down and listen, digest, and really take a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. We know a little bit about what we're doing and talking about. Mm -hmm. We're still here and we're still fresh, mm -hmm. you know? Old is new, new is old. It's just this dialogue. Um, I, th I think Young Talent has an opportunity to really slow down a bit uh, because we're in a fast-paced world. Technology is really helping us catapult into forward thinking, mm -hmm. but we can't lose what doesn't exist in technology, right. you know? Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about diversity because obviously that is a passion for you as well. Yes. And diversity in the industry. So how, how are you becoming a part of that? So the immediate answer to that is through, at, in High Point, we're doing the Diversity Advocacy Alliance and we realized that there was a lack there of conversation happening mm -hmm. at High Point. Mm -hmm. So we start, we implemented that, I believe it was last year or a year and a half ago, we all met um, our boards, uh, over 15 member, fifteen plus members, I believe it's 18 now. Um, and we're well aware that change is needed. Mm -hmm. Like-minded, you know, faces are needed. And it's not just, black indigenous people of color. I just say it's people of color. There's a hundred shades of white, there's a hundred shades of Asians, Latinos, black, there's so much from a colorful perspective. Mm -hmm. But more important, I think it's the culture mm -hmm. of what we bring, what our backgrounds bring to our industry. So I look at diversity that way also. Mm -hmm. I'm a lucky guy that at this stage in my career, I'm able to talk about that and mm -hmm. talk about it in a way that I never imagined. I never thought of it. You know, I when I started my business Casa Santi, which is Spanish, it was like House of Santi. My trademark is strictly Santi. I'm Latin. But and it's not that I didn't acknowledge that in my journey as a designer, but the Kaleidoscope Project, which is another project I'm part of, mm -hmm. acknowledged me as a Latin Spanish designer, my indigenous roots. And suddenly I'm like having a conversation that I never thought of having. Mm -hmm. And now I have. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to say, black, white, are we too white? Are we too black? Are we too Latino? That's okay mm -hmm. to say, let's just have a really smart conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And how do we celebrate all of that? And a little bit about my, my, my background. I grew up in Teaneck, New Jersey, and I grew up in an era that had the United Colors of Benetton with the best marketing campaign. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I grew up in a melting pot. So for me, it was second nature. Mm-hmm. So when I came to this conversation that we're having now over the course of, let's say, maybe the last five years, it feels second nature. But I'm looking at it from an educated perspective, an industry pr- perspective, mm-hmm. a designer perspective of my own journey. How can I talk about this? How can we really share and expand our diversity in, in mm-hmm. our, our industry? And it's a great conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of na- uh, markets have been the most colorful markets. It's wow. wonderful to walk down the street and you see all the colors on the street that you see in all the rooms we decorate. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm able to talk about diversity mm-hmm. in a different way. Every conversation is worthy and worthy of listening and has a perspective. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. And I love that we're doing this. That's you great. Know? Yeah, thank you for that question. Absolutely. So you mentioned the Kaleidoscope yes. Project. Yes. I believe you're a member of the board. So just tell us a little bit about the Kaleidoscope Project um, so that our, our listeners can learn sure. a little bit more about that. The, the, the Kaleidoscope model and the mission behind it was founded by Amy Lynn Schwartz-Bard and to the other founders, Patty Carpenter and Liz Nightingale. You know, they started this initiative of this built on a show house model. We realized that they realized that there was a lack of diversity in the show house model industry per se. Mm-hmm. There are organizations and, and, and things like that in our industry that do have that kind of inclusivity, but in the show house model, it was there was a lack of, and it also was built on the premise that, from an investment point of view, uh, for those of you that and listeners, you know, investing in a show house requires some financial equity, commitments, and deep pockets, and and really strong relationships. And we all do it at a point in our lives when we're ready to showcase and really celebrate our talents, our our relationships with licensing deals and companies Mm -hmm. and vendors that show up for us. But the, the Kaleidoscope Project was built on a mission was that all of this would be provided for minimal investment Mm -hmm. for a young and coming designer, a veteran designer, but wonderful exposure, Mm -hmm. celebratory from a cultural element of it and a pivotal moment in our show house model industry. And the first one was a a hotel and all of the design that was implemented pretty much remained in the hotel, which with the with the exception of the things that were loaned Mm -hmm. but what a beautiful concept from a sustainable point of view also Mm -hmm. i've always had an issue my own personal issue to the show house model of all this energy and all this product goes in and goes out and very rarely does some of it ever remain Mm -hmm. and i always have that issue from a sustainable point of view but getting back to the mission of it it really was an opportunity for that diverse designer community, the BIPOC community. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, when I got some clout or noise when I was involved, they were like, why are you doing it? You're you're not black, and that's a misconceived notion of black indigenous people of color, Mm -hmm. BIPOC. It's everyone thought that it was a black driven, black culture driven um, term. I'm like, well, I think I'm black in my head, <laughs> you know, um, but it allowed me also, and I'll tell you this truthfully, I, I looked at my cultural heritage and yes, I had indigenous roots, but I, for the fun of it, I also looked at my ancestry.com and I discovered all this diversity. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, for our community, it really has been a platform to open up. 
-hmm. And then it, it evolved into another pro, uh, pro another project that was a, a firehouse that was converted to apartments, offering other platforms of apartments being developed where everything was that was implemented remained. And mm -hmm. it went to medium to I believe medium income housing and and so forth. And now we're doing another project here at High Point, which is a hotel. And it's just the model itself is opportunity, the mission behind it, and the 501c3 element of it, and also the scholarship element mm -hmm. of it. The opportunity of what the Kaleidoscope Project has done for our industry is really being amplified. That's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And I'm really honored to be on the executive board and still be one of the originating designers, mm -hmm. again, with Marilyn Laverne and Amy Lynn Schwartzbart at this point, and offering 20 plus new designers and students with the High Point, Mark, High Point University through Gary Inman's tutorial. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, it's I love what it's doing and the opportunity it gives us. Mm -hmm. And it tries to support the opportunity where we don't have to invest that much from a financial point, which is hard for a lot That's of money. A lot of money. Mm -hmm. My first show house was tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I showed up, my vendor showed up, but it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's low. You get to some of the bigger upper echelons of high, you know, show houses, mm -hmm. it's tens and twenties and thirties to hundred. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just slowly trying to sugarcoat it. It's a hundred thousand right. dollars. And Easy. you know, you have to yeah. be at a certain point in your career to get there. Right. And there's a yeah. time for everyone. It's mm -hmm. the Oscars of show houses, mm -hmm. like the Kips Bay. Mm -hmm. And that's a wonderful journey in itself when you've gotten there, mm -hmm. you know? Well, and you're you're not busy enough, so you're also involved with MySpace or MyFace. MyFace. MySpace. Remember MySpace? Back in the day. That's revamp MySpace. So MyFace. MyFace. Talk about that. So that talk about design, working at through interior design ended up work, um, me working for a wonderful client who actually brought up my face to me and he was involved with my face and happens to be the president of the company and he said you know david we're doing i'm part of this organization we're doing a talent show and i thought of you because we have some talent kids juilliard uh you know they're sitting with juilliard and we do a talent show it's our first talent show and we're using it as a fundraiser, My Face Celebrates. You should really check it out. We have it on YouTube. So I went, I mean, I you know, clicked on the link and I saw these talented kids singing, playing instruments. And I said, oh my gosh, talent, philanthropy, music, I want to get involved. So that's really how I got involved. I said, I'd love to get involved in the next one with My Face. How can I, what can I do? And that's how I got involved. I mentored a young student by the name of Claudia, who I fell in love with for the next My Face Celebrates. And I was, they had me at hello. I met her on Zoom and then I got to meet her during, uh, you know, in person and mentoring her and we recorded it at a client's home. And again, design giving me this opportunity of happening to be at the right place at the right time with the right person. And now I am the artistic director of My Face Celebrates. I'm a board trustee and we are amplifying the My Face community and I can't get enough. And it's the facial cranial community that, that needs to be discovered. They've been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. But for me to be able to talk about it in, in my world of design and my world of opera, for me, is just 
amplification. And again, our design community is good. Look what it does. Mm -hmm. and, and they've showed up for me also supporting my face. So here I am, the third My Face celebrates. We're at the Edison Ballroom for the next My Face. We have over 20 kids showing up and I get wow. to mentor them. And we have ensembles and I'm working with instrumentalists and pianists. Oh my gosh, I can't get enough. But that's right now the organization that is really taking my mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentored one or two of them, but I offered to mentor as many as, as they need. So I'm utilizing my musical assets to give back. And it brings me so much joy. And they eat it up. They're sponges. And the thing I love about mentoring is the immediate reward. You know, you offer guidance, especially with at my face. I, the next meeting I have, they showed up, and I can't believe they're learning it and taking it in and mm -hmm. giving back, and I'm just like, I want more. So it's feeding my soul. It makes me so happy that they take this mentorship, they manifest it, and they do it, and I'm like, wow, let's keep going at it. So it, it's, it's really a wonderful Sounds way. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But boy, right. they're showing up and I'm showing up and, right. you know, times two, it's, it's the best. Mm. The best. That's great. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, let's talk a little bit about social media. Yes. That is something so, yeah. that is really hard for a lot of interior designers yes. to, to keep up with, to be present on. I, you know, as we have designers that go through our VAP experience and our programs and they're like, do I really need to be on there? Or there's some that are like, I'm on there and I'm, you know, yeah, kick yeah. a button, take a name. They're hitting and, and they're blowing up their Instagrams and they're feeding their business and their brands and all of that. So you maintain multiple accounts. Uh, yeah, four personal accounts and then I run two others for Avengers Brand Ambassadors and also through the organizations that I've offered to help because I have all this time on my hand. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> do you sleep? <laughs> Let's talk about that a, a yeah. little bit. Like how, how are you um, able to use your creativity and your time management to do that well? It's a good question because when I first came to social media, I really, I was trying to celebrate my Casa Santi business, my Strictly Santi brand, so to speak, and I was developing that. And then my affinity for wallpaper, I anointed myself as the Prince of Wallpaper, and I said, I'm gonna celebrate wallpaper. Um, and then when I did my show house, talking about show houses, um, here at High Point, I came up with the hospitential concept and I thought I was onto something. Hospitality crosses over to hospitential. My brands that I, uh, I'm affiliated with were crossovers to hospitality. Okay. So that's how hospitential was born. When mm -hmm. I came up with a concept for my show house model, I said I'm onto something. I created a website and an Instagram account and I trademarked it. And then my tenor Santi is my music. Mm -hmm. So how do I do it? I love all of them, but I truly decided that my social media account, my somebody get me Santi or strictly Santi, was truly going to be about my lifestyle and interior design, mm -hmm. and not necessarily selling a particular product or brand, mm -hmm. but the lifestyle of my design journey and all of the hats that I wear. So. It took a little bit of the pressure of having to be a brand selling products and promoting products, which are wonderful things to do on social media. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends and follow and have umpteen followers and do huge business on social media. But that's one way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I chose to do it from a celebratory way of my journey as a designer 
from lifestyle to product love mm -hmm. and obsession with wall covering and my obsession of how I apply it and celebrating the brands that sponsor some of the projects that I do and all of the pro you know projects that all of our industry does. And that's where the Prince of Wallpaper came and my unique way of celebrating and how I apply it. Am I a rocket science with it? Scientists, no, but I definitely love my wallpaper. And now I'm, t I'm taking that Prince of Wallpaper and evolving into finally a collection, and, which I thought I was gonna do when it first started. And I talked about this earlier today. And I, I said, what am I doing with this Prince of Wallpaper? Who do I think I am? <laughs> well, I decided now it's a time to focus on a collection. Okay. And the Hospitential, again, it's a celebratory, uh, platform for where residential meets hospitality, mm -hmm. which a lot of designers do, but I just happened to come up with a name for it. And it's really evolving into the brands that I collaborate with. But you got to find time to balance it out because social media, especially our Instagram accounts, do have a reflection. And I think a responsibility to reflect either our core business, mm -hmm. our products or our lifestyle. So you have to find time. You gotta feed it and nurture it. And how do I make time? It's just really at this phase in my career, it's about what am I doing and how am I celebrating? And who am I doing it with? If I'm doing it with the IFDA, I'm gonna celebrate the IFDA on my platforms. If I'm doing it with the International Wall, Wall Coverings Expo that I just recently did in Charlotte, I'm gonna celebrate them. So that's how I find the time where I'm not just continuously feeding that social media engine, mm -hmm. which just needs feeding, I pace myself now. Mm -hmm. um, where I have colleagues that have social media companies run their platforms, right. and that's a wonderful way to do it also. If you're running a business and you can't run your social media, hire somebody that's strictly, that does that and does it well, that understands your brand. So it's really all of that. Uh, and yeah. I love the idea of having the, the celebrations yeah. be the, the main motivation behind it because that makes a lot of sense. Then you can you can breathe. You can breathe for breathe. a minute, but you're, it also shows how much joy and celebrating that you're doing in your life. Right. Fills your tank. <laughs> and you're not a slave to it. Right. And I give a lot of credit to people who, who do that. But you have to understand, I have to look at Okay, if I'm a slave to it, why am I doing it? Am I doing it before? Am I selling something? Am I being paid to do sell something? And I am I being paid for an ambassadorship? And that's another reason to do social media. Right. Brand ambassadorships have their rewards. Yes. I've been a brand ambassador for several companies, and I promote their products through social media, but also aspects of my diverse design journey. Mm -hmm. Social media is one way, but not the only way that I think I believe in ambassadorships work. Um, you know, so th that's how I make time for social media. It's about what am I doing? When am I doing it? And who am I doing it with? And it doesn't, I don't live and breathe on my social media accounts um, anymore. But if I am an ambassador, brand ambassador, right. I'm being celebrated for that and I'm being paid for that. You, you make no mistake, I'm gonna sell that like there's no tomorrow, like right. it's water. I'll sell you well, the best water there is. <laughs> well, you like to celebrate. So. Yes, I do. <laughs> so let's talk about perfect day. What's that? A perfect day. Oh my gosh. You know, I want to tell you a recent perfect day I had. Going to the International Work Wall uh, Coverings Expo oh, in Charlotte. Yeah. 
I had never been. And I got started in the window treatment industry. And I, I came full circle. Here I am, 20 years later, going to a window coverings expo. And I had the time of my life. It was truly a perfect day for me. So that is a recent perfect day for me. But I tell you, a perfect day for me would be a day off having lunch with friends and then maybe going to the opera. I love going to the opera. I don't do it enough. I love escaping and going to the theater. I truly believe that that's a perfect day for me, that escape. Just letting somebody else tell me a story and just kind of just sitting there for two or three hours and just relinquishing that energy to somebody else. That's a perfect day. Mm, I love that. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we work hard. We play yes. hard. But that's just like, you tell me something. I, I'm all ears. <laughs> well, I feel like we could just talk for hours on so many different topics. But why don't you share with us um, three things that you'd like to, for our listeners to take away to either their business, their home, their family? Um, I would say immediately, my immediate response is love what you're doing. And if not, you're not loving it, figure out a way to at least love a third to two thirds of it. Mm -hmm. And why are you doing it? You know, that's truly something that I pride myself in. I, I love a lot of the things that I do. Um, and also dive into a passion. If you can find that love, that love and that thing that you're doing to sustain yourself and you're able to find time for your passion, then you're doing two great things. Mm -hmm. And the third time, third thing would be find time to take time off. Mm -hmm. Celebrate your, your time with your friends and family. Life is short. Digest, breathe, exhale. You know, one of my favorite words is, I think it describes me as exuberance. Find a little exuberance in your life. Yeah, um, we all work hard. We play hard. Um, and just breathe a little bit. Right now, that's where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, work hard, but balance. Balance, balance, balance. Those, those are my three words. Find balance in everything that you do. And that way you're able to just smile a little bit more. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so both. much for Thank sharing you. today. Thank you. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm glad to be able to share this and just sit down and get to share with one another because mm -hmm. I learn that way. And even sometimes when I'm talking about my journey, I discover I'm going, wow, it's so wonderful to revisit that mm -hmm. and revisit things at different points in your life because you have such a respect for the journey mm -hmm. and integrity, respect, and, and the people that have helped you. And you always look back, always look back. Never keep looking forward. Look back at your journey, it's important. Thank you, perfect way to end the whole session. Oh, thank you guys. Take time to appreciate where you've come from, where you're at, and those who helped you along the way. It's important to pay it forward and leave the industry better than it was when you started in it. We hope you were inspired and entertained by David Santiago's story. To learn more about him, you can visit Casa Santi Interior Design online. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Collective, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or visit us at thepearlcollective.com. Make sure to learn more and register for our upcoming events. Go to our events page at thepearlcollective.com events to keep up to date on where we'll be.